It's that time again. You've now entered the no sales zone. No sales zone. With Chris Fratz, the plumbing sales coach. Peels back the curtain of what sales really is. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. And get ready to learn how to increase ticket average by providing better service. And now. Now. Are you ready? Your host. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. CF, the plumbing sales coach. There we go. We got sound. Welcome to the show. I'm running the show tonight. We gave my producers the night off. And so you've just got me. Welcome to the Fresh Sales Approach. I am CF, the plumbing sales coach. And tonight we've got a big topic to talk about. We've got a story to share. I want you guys to hear from someone who has been there, done that. Russell Brunson, he has made literally over hundreds of millions of dollars with his business. And he started it by selling potato guns. And I, there's so much to learn in his story. I want to share that with you guys tonight. But before we go too far, let me say what's up. Frankie in the house. Good to see you, my man. Frankie is in the house. And Frankie understands the power of smart technology. Had his shop almost broke into this morning. No joke. Can't make this stuff up. Luckily, he had that ring doorbell, was able to catch them in the act and drove up to the shop and kind of chased them off. Uh, good to see you on the show. Lance Ball, as always, good to see you, my man, my brother from another mother. Lance is someone who gets a plumbing business out of Aspen Mountain Plumbing, says, big selling man, Russell Brunson. That's right, RB. Russell Brunson has done some crazy stuff, and he did it with the idea of understanding the power of value stacking, value proposition, and how to give people value. And we're going to talk about what he did. He had a lot of success starting out, then he had a lot of problems. And we're going to talk about those problems that he had because a lot's uncovered there in business and in sales and how to really give your customers what they truly want. In fact, I was talking to Frankie earlier, I think today or yesterday, and he had made a comment that we, we met one-on-one -on -one the other day and went over a couple of things, some mindset training and stuff like that. And he says, it's really interesting that when you start looking at it from a different perspective with a different mindset, how much different the result can be and how it becomes natural. It doesn't even feel like sales. He says it felt like it just sold itself. And the truth of the matter is when you give people stuff that they need and want, it does sell itself. There's no reason for you to do the selling. You can simply just give people what they want. And we're going to talk about that tonight. This guy, Russell Brunson, literally hundreds of millions of dollars with a company called ClickFunnels. He started out by selling potato guns and then he had to find out, he actually sold training on how to, how to make a potato gun. He didn't actually sell potato guns, but then he eventually came back and started selling potato guns. We're going to talk about why he did that. But before we go too much further, I want to say subscribe to the show. If you've never subscribed, he says two comma in no time of plumbing, absolutely million dollar company. Uh, if you just apply this training easily two, five, ten million dollar companies, if you just apply this training, because what we learn is that it's not about what you do as far as me telling you what to do. What we learn is it's about how you think and how you think will then determine the actions. And so uh, your 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 perception of, of what's going on, your your perception, I should say, of what's going on is the foundation that then drives the expectations which then drives the decisions, the, the, the application, what, what you do, your actions. And so this is so crucial. And so tonight I want to give you guys a little bit of different mindset so we can take a look at somebody else who's been out there in the world, tried to create something for nothing, tried to build his own business and did it with sales and use sales as a major strategy piece. Josh with Pride Plumbing watching live. Josh Chandler, my boy, he's in the program, been in the program for a while. I've got a chance to meet him personally. He's out of Grand Junction, Colorado, uh, doing it big out there. Uh, just did a direct vent water heater yesterday, if I remember correctly. Good to see you as well, sir. 
Uh, Shaquille Whitehorse in the house. Good to see you as always. Hey, look, it's great to see all of you guys. Of course, we've got a contest going on tonight. I'm going to share with you guys uh, a really key uh, statement that Russell says that's really interesting. When he first says it, it's going to be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to say that. Listen for that because it's his mantra of how to generate revenue. And when, when I tell you guys what that is, um, I'm going to ask for that answer later. And that's how you're going to win the gift card tonight. Uh, he says, Pride Plumbing knows how to crush it. That's right. They just had their biggest week uh, ever, their biggest month ever. They're rolling hard right now, blowing it up, doing it big. Good job out there, Pride Plumbing. And honestly, they're not doing anything abnormal. They're not selling a bunch of stuff. They're not being sleazy. It's still the same owner with the same character, wanting to take care of his community, wanting to take care of his customers, wanting to give them a good deal. I'm just showing them how to know his numbers and know where the margins are so that when he goes into a home, you can give your customer more. You can give them as much as possible to get them as much value as possible. Therefore, it does end up resulting in bigger, bigger tickets. It ends up resulting in bigger checks for everybody because the customer is getting more in the process. So uh, absolutely, Pride Plumbing absolutely knows what they're doing when it comes to crushing it. Uh, Charlie B says all the uh, all two to four man shops doing residential service should be hitting one million in revenue. Absolutely. In fact, right now I'm working with uh, plumbing uh, professionals out of Alabama and they just had a fifty thousand dollar week off of two two and a half trucks. They got a guy that they have a couple different things. They got to bounce them back and forth between construction and residential. And that's uh, that's basically a two million dollar pace for just with just a couple of guys running service. I see other shops with 15 and 20 guys only doing 5 million. I see other shops in the same category doing 10 to 20 million. So absolutely how you run your business. It's not about more calls. It's not about more guys. It's about doing more with the calls because you do more with your guys. What I mean by that is you're investing in your team. And so your team is able then to invest in your customer. And when that happens, when there's a lot of investing going on, the customer invests in the company. Oh, it's like secular action, a full circle moment there when everyone invests. He says with uh, Lance says, CF has helped us big time. April has been our largest month to date. Frankie says with CF's advice and guidance, landed a $21,000 job from a loose toilet. And I saw that $21,000 job. There was concrete being broke up. There was big holes being dug uh, and there was pipe underground getting laid. But bottom line is, and so it's not like he's ripping people off. It's just simply they're finding the bigger problems because they're asking the right questions and the customers are coming to their own conclusion that they want to do more than what they thought they originally wanted to do. It's not us telling them. It's not Frankie telling them. It's not Lance telling them. It's not Charlie forcing these customers to do this stuff. It's just simply us educating and informing, like I always say, all along. It's never going to change. Look, I can't change sales. Sales is what it is. It's relationships. Sales is nothing more than a transaction. It's the result. It's the byproduct of a of two people meeting. One person needing a product or service and another person providing that product or service. And now you have a sale. Anything else is a scam or is, is not anything worth having. And so don't worry. That's not what we mean. We, we, we're not going to buy into the idea the world's redefined redefine the word sales for us. Sales means what it means. It's just a transaction. It's just a, a byproduct. And so it's not a negative connotational thing. It is because we allow ourselves to really, to be honest with you, we can say plumbing is a crap industry if we focus on the wrong plumbers. We could also say it's an extremely professional industry if we focus on the right plumbers. And the same is true with sales and the same is true with anything. And so that is what we, same is true with politics. The same is true with the media. The same is true with anything. And so don't be blinded by that. So let's take a look at this guy's life. 
Who's ready? He says, customer's concerns is the key. That is day one of my training. If you get into my monthly training program or my weekly training program, that's the first thing I teach is to ask for the customer's concern. Charlie forces the ball down the fairway. <laughs> Probably should work on the business a little more. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Charlie is an avid golfer. Char hey, Charlie knows how to enjoy his time freedom that he built for himself. All right. He says, we're ready, buddy. We're ready to go. Russell Brunson, the story of Russell Brunson. So here's a young guy with a dream trying to make it, trying to do his thing. And what he does is he finds he actually out of his own desire wanted to make a potato gun. So the story goes, he wants to make this potato gun for himself. And so he goes out and he tries to research online how to make a potato gun. And he's like really impossible to find. Can't find any information. So he figured pieces together some information, makes this potato gun, tries it out a few times, videos himself making this video of the, of the thing. And then all of a sudden he creates a product out of this called how to build a potato gun. And he starts selling this, this informational packet, this, this training. Similar to what I do, right? Figured out how to do something and then I teach others how to do it. And he generated a revenue off this. And what he figured out was the game of marketing and sales. Hey, look, if I market this product to the right people, they'll buy my product because they'll, they'll be in need of a product or service and I'll be supplying that product or service. And so they had a perfect transaction going on and life was going great for Russell. And all of a sudden he was making all kinds of money. He was bragging about how much money he was making. And he realized, man, if I pour $10 into advertising and it spits $100 of product of results out, well, if I drop $20 into marketing, it could drop $200. And if I drop $30 into marketing, I could spit out $300. Now it's just a matter of being able to keep up with the demand. I don't want to out-demand myself here. So I want to keep providing a good product. And so this went on for a while. Josh says, we're here to solve problems, not fix issues. Thank you. I couldn't have said it any better. Couldn't have said that any better. And so there's a reality that Russell was solving a problem, but then a new problem arose for Russell's business. And Google changed their algorithms. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it used to cost him $10 to make 100 Now all of a sudden it was costing him $200 to make 100 And he had a problem. And his main product wasn't making him money. Now, I, I want to just kind of bring this into your world for a second. Okay, you're running drain calls. Uh, maybe you're, you have a $95 assessment fee to come out or a $49 service diag diagnostics fee to come out. And so you go out to the house and then you identify that it's a drain problem. You start selling, you know, you offer the drain product or whatever price it is. And that works for a while, but then all of a sudden the competitors in town are doing, you know, $49 drain cleans are free, $99. And this happened to me personally, when I was a GM of a shop, I remember a local plumbing company came out and started doing this $99 or it's free. And what they were really doing was just sending a sales guy out to run a camera and try to run the drain, but then they would just sell them a bunch of stuff the customer didn't need. So they really weren't doing drain machine work, like true drain machine work for 99 bucks, but they were putting that out there. And so in the same way, all of a sudden it was causing us to lose money on the drain calls. Now, I want you to think about that for a second because we had a choice to make. I could either start selling my drink calls for less. That would be one way to go. And I can tell you, if you get into that little game, it's not going to win for you. If you're a salesman, you're limited on how low you can go based on the company. So you can't get into that game. That game does not work for anybody. So as, as a technician, when I was out in the field, we had guidelines. As a general manager, I set those guidelines. But if you're on the field, you have guidelines you got to adhere to. Like we can only go so low on this. Maybe we can't discount it at all. Maybe we have a 10% discount. Maybe we have a bundle package if we do a camera and a dream. But I've got to figure out a way to get this customer to see the value of what I'm doing without just reducing the price. And I can't just slam the competitor because the customer won't really buy into that kind of a thinking. So what do I do? Well, let's take a look at what Russell did and see if we can apply it to our own industry. So Russell's out there selling potato guns. It used to cost him $10 and he would make 100. Now it's costing him $200 to make that same 100. So he has a choice to make. 
He can either increase the price of his potato gun uh, instruction manual, which won't work, right? Because he can't make money that way. Or, or he can add more value. So he added more value. And what he found was, is that when people search for potato gun instruction manuals on how to make potato guns, one out of every three people actually just said, you know what? I don't even want to do this. I'd rather just buy the potato gun. And so when he started doing, what's up, Frank Towns? Good to see you. Larry Marlowe as well. David Gallagher, good to see, or Daniel Gallagher, good to see you, sir. Daniel Gallagher out of uh, Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, heavily involved in the trade and training people. Been following you for a long time, sir. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Having PHCC meetings back before the virus. Uh, just keep that stuff up. So we got Russell Brunson here. Sorry, I took a little rabbit trail. Russell Brunson's in the heat of trying to figure out this problem. Like I used to spend ten dollars to make a hundred. Now I got to spend two hundred to make a hundred. I can't stay in business like this. So I've either got to raise my prices for potato gun instruction manuals, which no one's going to pay, or I've got to figure another way. I've either got to go a whole new business, or I've got to add value somewhere. And he decided to add value by selling the potato gun. So here's how he did it. He said, I'll do the potato gun or the potato gun instruction manual for $100, but then I'll sell the potato gun for $400. So he would lose money on the first two transactions and make money on the third. But in the sales cycle of three transactions, he netted money. Because what he found was he would lose $100 on the first sale, lose $100 on the second sale, and then he would make $1,000 on the third sale. And because all this stuff was being automated, he didn't actually have to go do any of this stuff. It was like free, free time for him. He just figured out a way. Let me tell you how we did it in the plumbing game. Here's what I did. I said, well, let's, let's do this then. Nobody's doing free camera work. Everybody says it's 275, 350 to run the camera. So what if it was 350 to run the drain machine, but we threw the camera in for free? See, what happened was people stopped comparing me. I would say, look, we're, we're $350 to run the drain machine, or we can go option two. We can run the drain machine for $350, and right now we're running a special where we'll put the camera in, just make sure everything's good to go, and we can warranty the work. We can stand behind it. We can do all this blah, blah, blah. People stopped comparing me to the $95, $99 drainer. It's free because I no longer was comparable. I separated myself from the field. This is what you have to do. You have to do this in every aspect of the call. You have to do it at the beginning when you wear shoe covers, when you don't park in the driveway. I get it. Pull in the driveway after you sold the job so that you can do all the work. But when you first get there, if they don't live down like a half mile driveway, park on the street. Don't block the sidewalk. Don't block the, the mailbox. Don't block the neighbor's car. Park down a couple if you got. It's okay. Make the extra walk. It's worth it because these are the little things that show the customer that you appreciate, that you're considering them, that you care about them. And then when you go into the mode of actually offering them value, all these little things, all these little value plays separate you from the competition. And then it, I don't really care if I can get it $99. So I'm not getting the same service for $99 as I heard on the radio because you're offering now something that they didn't even mention, a camera. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, this has worked for me. So many times this works for anybody I teach this to. We did a mastermind uh, earlier this week on Tuesday. And one of the, this wasn't me, this was the owners. I had a lot to say about it too, but this was the owners talking to the other owners. And this is sales reps talking to the, whoever you are, listen to this. This is peer to peer. Do it. 
buy in and follow the process. Give people the service. It will work. It may not work day one, but it will work. And the long run is, is what will happen is you will start to get into this mindset, this rhythm of understanding what exactly the customer is buying, understanding what the customer values, understanding what the customer even wants, knowing what questions to ask, knowing what to even be talking about in the home with the customer. And then what happens is, is you're going to write options for the customer, what the customer wants. I was looking at an HVAC unit with, with a technician through a Voxer app the other day and talking about the pump, talking about the switch, talking about this, talking about that. But the whole time we're looking at this picture, he never brings up the hard water, the, the calcium buildup. And I'm like, what about the calcium buildup? What about all that? And he's talking about the HVAC unit. I'm like, yeah, but that water that's coming into that HVAC unit, it was a swamp cooler, actually, for those that want to take it, it. That same water's feeding everything else. And we can see the calcium everywhere. Why are we not bringing up? Why are we afraid to give this customer some information? That's not selling them. They have stuff they shouldn't have in their water. And this is what Russell said that was so crazy. Spend more money than everyone else. Listen to this. This is so crazy. The person who can spend more money than everyone else will always win on the lead. Meaning this, if you can invest more into the lead than everyone else, you will always win. Now, in in his world, he was saying, "Look, if I can, if I can spend more money, so so they're 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 saying it's a hundred dollars now to get the lead. I'm only selling or two hundred dollars now to get the lead. I'm only selling the product for a hundred dollars, but I can afford to spend that two hundred dollars for the hundred dollar lead because I have a system in place to get to 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 capitalize on that, to monetize that, to maximize on that. And so, therefore, if you can set your system up that way, meaning." We don't have to be cheap on the, on the, we can spend more. We can give more. We can do more on the drain call than my competitor. So I can charge more. See, like my competitor can do $99 and everyone else is going to be chasing them. Well, we'll do it for 129 since we're already here. We'll do it for 89 to beat them out or whatever your little gimmick's going to be. But that's not the game I would play. I would say I'm still going to be at 356. So what if I throw a camera in? I'm still going to charge. $350 or $250 to run my drain machine through the kitchen sink. So maybe option two is a new garbage disposal for 500 bucks. And I throw the, and I throw the, the drain machine in for free or 400 bucks. And I throw the drain machine in for free, whatever your price is for a garbage disposal, the drain machine doesn't cost you. But what happens is the customer gets more for their money and you end up moving a little bit more product. You end up helping the customer out. If they genuinely need a garbage disposal, the garbage disposal is old. I'm not saying don't do this on a two-year-old garbage disposal. Use some common sense here. But at the same time, he says money chases money. Absolutely. Gerald says add value. Ooh, Frankie says image is everything and professionalism. That's gold. Remember, we're doing a $25 Visa gift card giveaway on this show right now. If you can remember, I'll let you guys type it in at any point. What was the rule that Russell lives by? What's the rule that Russell lives by that allows him to be able to, to do more? What's, what's separating? It's a mindset thing. What was it that he says? Because this is, I had to learn about spending money to make money several years ago. Learn from CF himself. You do. You know, this is what I heard someone say for, for the guy. Oh, Russell Brunson himself, just listening to a podcast of his. He said, uh, he can always tell a business owner that's not very bright. He can always tell when a business owner is not very bright because when times get tough, they cut their marketing and they cut their sales staff. Like what? 
You better make more with that call. You better get more opportunity. You better chase opportunity. You better work that opportunity. Now ain't the time to cut the opportunity. Now is the time to thrive. Now is the time. And I'm going to tell you right now for current situation that we're in right now. I said this. Go back and watch what I said before. I predicted this. I said, here's what would happen. People would be stuck at home, but your customers, you, the people that own service plumbing companies, your customers probably still have a job. Think about it. Your customers are probably just working from home now. So they're around their annoying plumbing even more. They have a little bit more time on their hands and they're still getting a paycheck. And some of them are getting stimulus checks on top of their paychecks. And this is basically going to be round two of the tax season. This is going to be round two of the tax season. So when the fear goes away and the reality kicks back in and we all go back to work, what happens? You better be ready. I said this not that long ago. I said this not that long ago. I said that I, I remember hearing Les Brown say this so long ago. He says, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. I've been saying that since I can remember because I remember hearing that it's from like an, an early 80s seminar convention, big convention. And I, I heard it in the early 90s, mid 90s, or maybe even late 80s. And was was really into that kind of stuff, even as a kid, listening to, to these kinds of people, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, uh, just listen to all these kinds of people. And it was really, really captivated by entrepreneurs in general, uh, just anybody out there willing to 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 eat what they kill, so to speak, that they, they could rely on themselves because they, they trusted the process, was really into those people. And they put people first, service, 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 was really into that. Um and, and I remember him, he was like 200,000 people. He's at a big convention. And he's saying, look, he remembers going to be a disc jockey. And he remember trying and trying and trying. Has he ever been a disc jockey before? He said, no. And so he ended up serving coffee and doing this other stuff. And he would practice every day. This is If I ever get on the radio, this is what I'm going to say. Les Brown, the P-popping, mother of all things. And he just like, had this really cool spiel. And he, if there was ever a time, and then there's this one night where he's working in the broadcast booth producing the show for one of the DJs and the DJs was drinking. The guy was drinking on the job and getting a little bit, couldn't, couldn't pronounce his words. Couldn't. And all of a sudden the general manager of the station calls into the broadcast booth and Les Brown's there. And he says, yes, sir. He says, Hey, you better get another DJ in there. That guy can't perform. And he says, yes, sir. I know. And he says, look, call around and find someone. He says, yes, sir. I'll find someone. He said, he hung up the phone and he didn't call anybody, but his family. He called his family. He said, Hey, dial up the station. You're about to hear me come on the radio. Then he waited a few more minutes. He called back to the general manager and said, sir, no one can come in. What should I do? And they said, do you know how to work the radio buttons? And he said, yes, sir, I do. Because he had been preparing, preparing, preparing. And he jumped on the radio and they never got him off because he was a hit. Instant success. Practice, practice, practice. He was prepared. Mindset was right. Worked hard for it. Worked hard for it. Didn't wait for the opportunity to come. He went out and chased it. And the same thing is true about Russell Brunson. He didn't cower up and quit. He didn't go try something else. He didn't go to a new field. He didn't like reduce his prices and play that. He said, nope, I'm going to add more value. I'm going to give more. GB says, I learned that in the Air Force. I got a son right now that's enlisting in the Air Force. I got another son enlisting in the Army. Uh, leaves for boot camp, I think, in like two or three weeks. And the other one is going to be rolling out in about three or four months. So I mentioned that since maybe five months. Hey, look, man, this stuff is like you, you can go through life and you can be a plumber and you can be in the plumbing industry and you can be about plumbing 
but we can learn so much from the other industries. Let's not be so foolish to think that we can't learn from other industries. Hey, look, type right now, type ebook into the comments if you want the free ebook. In the ebook is really cool. There's a bunch of training in there, but there's links to other shows that answer the questions that are in there. So you can literally get them. So this isn't one of those ebooks where it's like, hey, you want to know? Here's a problem. Here's a little bit of no, I give you the answers right there. Boom. Don't need to buy nothing. Just type ebook, go in there, read the ebook, and then watch the sections of the shows that we save for you and get all the training. Type ebook. If you're on the podcast, just go to www.theplumbingsalescoach forward slash ebook. And then you'll get uh, you'll get that copy emailed out. Or you can go on there and, and get the ebook. Raylene says we have always practiced scenarios in firefighting when we were stuck in the station, not sales, but we had several plans on getting people out of weird places that never happened. You know, this is crucial. She she's talking about being a volunteer firefighter, and her mom was a while. Um, my sister, her mom's my sister actually. This is my niece. Her mom was in uh, in uh, firefighting. My uncle uh, works on a helicopter. They do firefighting. And this is something, wildfires is something that you see seasonal. It's not all the time. And she's saying, hey, look, we practiced for the unthinkable all the time. We were always preparing. You should be preparing now. You should be getting ready now. People want this, con this touchless, contactless for mask. Get ready now. Like, I have not seen one plumbing company yet with a face mask that has their logo on the front. I'd love to see that. I got to be honest. I don't like the idea of putting a mask on. I feel like I'm conforming in some way. I know some of you are going to judge me for that. And you're like, but the health of the nation, I, I, it just feels weird. It feels like I'm conforming. I've had a, I have not worn one yet. But I understand going into people's homes, you got to wear it. It's not about me. It's about the customer. It's about their perception. It's about being empathetic to their situation. It's about considering them. Type ebook to get the three, to get the truth about the three lies that keep you from profits. That's what the ebook is. We got a couple of people asking for the ebook, GB and Daniel. Guys, this, like, I hope we are taking this to heart because Russell Brunson is someone who he's in, he's in network. He has like, he has like a, a software system now. He says, we had, we had to be ready. It's too late when the opportunity presents itself. Yes, that's that's what they learned in the Air Force he was referring to earlier. Perception is reality. There's so much truth to that. It does not matter. Always prepare for the unexpected, Larry says. Larry's a really sharp guy. Worked with Larry hands-on. He's an HVAC tech uh, owner. Um, dude gets it, man. I remember he was teaching me a lot about HVAC back in the day because I didn't know anything about it at all. I know a lot of you are like, but I thought you don't know anything about HVAC. Technically, I don't know anything, but I really don't know that much. I know a little bit, enough enough to like have a few conversations about HVAC here and there that I was in a conversation one time about HVAC. I don't know a lot about it. He says, always prepare for the unexpected, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is part of what I want you guys to understand. There's going to be times where, cut, where competitors, there's going to be times as a salesperson where you're on a job site and you're hearing about how the competitor is doing this, that it's really important that we don't just assume that's true. It's really important that we ask questions, that we understand exactly what their offer is, and that we just make our offer better, not cheaper, but better. Better could be they're doing a tankless water heater for $5,800. Our price is $6,200. But I could do a tankless and a softener for $7,200. And now they have to buy our $7,200 package, even though it's more because they can't get the softener deal with the other company. 
You've got to find a way to separate yourself. You've got a way, you got to find a way to provide things that no one else will provide. Like I get my grass cut specifically by certain people because of the extras, not because of the, I expect the grass to get cut. Like I, like, Ooh, we put lines in it. Good. But why is there mulch in my yard? Like that's, I don't want mulch. Why aren't there, why aren't you edging the, like, it's not about the grass cut. It's about the overall service. What time of day do they come? Does that matter to me? It does to me personally for reasons of I'll leave out right now, but I got my reasons. And so I, I, I value that type of service and your customers do too. Your customers do too. So we can learn a lot from Russell. Go check him out. Russell Brunson, B-R-U-N-S-O. And a lot of people say, Richard Branson? No, not the Virgin Airlines uh, owner. Russell Brunson, a young entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur of the year, ABA, American Business Association, a couple years back because the guy fully understands the idea of building an empire. He, he did it by value stacking and value propositioning his clients and his customer base so that they would see the value and get more. He just kept, he didn't charge more and keep raising his prices. He actually just kept giving more and offering more and doing more. And I want you to think about that for a second. The way you raise your ticket average is not by raising your prices. The way you raise your ticket average is not going around getting people to buy a bunch of stuff they don't need. The way you raise your ticket average is not by slippery, slimy salesman tactics. The way you raise your ticket average is by asking the right questions, understanding what's concerning the customer, understanding what they value, and then giving them more value than they can handle. That is how you raise your ticket averages. That is how you four times and five times your ticket averages. I remember my marketing team wanted to put together a four times, five times campaign, and I was like, that's crazy. Like we can't say that to people. That's just outlandish. But then they're showing me the results of what we've done for companies. It's like, well, we have four times their, their revenue. We have four times their ticket average. I guess that's what we, otherwise, if we say three times, we're lying. Some of you have been in the program. You've only doubled your ticket averages. Okay. Some of you uh, have hit me up and you say, Hey, my ticket average has gone up 200, 300. We had a guy on there today saying they went from 750 to 1250. Okay. That's still 500 bucks extra and a ticket. That is amazing. Multiply that by the number of calls. These are the average, by the way. So this is how many calls do you do a week? 10 calls, 20 calls, 30 calls. I don't know, but type school right now into the comments. If you want information about the water heater and water softener school, we'll have you guys selling more tankless water heaters and softeners. You can imagine the school does not even cost enough to cover the loss of opportunity that you are losing out on every single missed one. So literally we'll pay for itself if you guys just learn how to convert once. But the training doesn't stop there because honestly, if you learn it once, you're going to you're gonna know how to do it two, three, four, five times. Type school. I'm not doing that school by myself. I've got another instructor who's going to be joining us. And that is Mr. Lance Ball, who owns his own plumbing company, has technicians out there right now and sent his tech to my school last year. So he's a product of the product, totally gets it, living it, breathing it, sleeping it, might even be eating it. I don't know, but he is totally in it. And he is going to be with me teaching the technical, technical side. And I'll be teaching the um, the service and sales side of it. So we'll be dual to that. GB says school. Get me in the school, CBF. Uh, the first school, though, is actually already full or we only got one spot left. That I do know is a fact. So if you type school and you want to get in on that one, that one's in two weeks. Um, you'd want to be really quick. Otherwise, we'll have another one in June uh, that's not as full. Um, she says, being slimy is a quick way to lower your ticket average. Yeah, it's a quick way to get no's and drop your conversions as well. He says, uh, CF is on fire. Great mindset change I had from my old ways and see a huge difference in value 
for my customers. And I think that's that second part says it all. It's the huge value that he is seeing for his customers. So if you're a business owner and you're a salesperson and you're watching this show and you're like, all right, what's this CF all about, dude? Is this just another one of those sales guys? No, I was in the field. I've ran calls. I've been in the truck. I've ran a, a plumbing shop myself. Uh, I've been involved in seven and eight figure plumbing businesses. I've seen them grow. I've seen them do all the mistakes. I've seen them make all the right decisions. I've seen them do it all. I've even been in some shops I met with owners that have 200 trucks. Like I've gotten a chance to see a lot of different things from the East coast to the West coast, to the South, to the North, even up into Canada, literally have gotten a chance to see a lot of things. And I love to share that stuff with you guys. That's where my experience comes from. So I'm not just a salesman out there trying to get you guys to sell people stuff. What I'm trying to do is get you to understand that the customer is not wanting to buy things, not because they don't need it and not because they don't want it, but because they don't trust you or because you're simply not opening up their imagination to all that they can have. Most people don't even know that a flow by moan exists and yet you want them to call you up and just order it. It's not going to happen. It's not on the menu. Stop acting like your customer knows what they need. They really don't. First of all, they're completely unqualified to identify future plumbing problems because they're already calling you after they had the problem, meaning they already failed. They cannot identify problems before they exist. And most of the times we can't either, but we can figure out what's causing the problems. High water pressure, bad water condition, age of plumbing, age of the system. And it's up to you to figure that stuff out and help your customers see it. Guys, I love you. And as always, remember, serve your communities and everything, not just plumbing. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one.